Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. And after anxiously awaiting the sequel, some Atlanta fans are a little out of this world. Nigel, a runner. No pointer, runner. Stevens, agent. Simon, a runner. Freeman, 713. I am a sentinel. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, January 18th. I'm J.D. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, here in the Classic Factory, Tass Millis. What's up, everybody? What's up, Tassie? We got our top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. Mm. And finally, making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Guys, big anniversary today. Tass letting us know mere five minutes before we went live. Hey, I think today's our 16th anniversary wow. of this show. Yes, 16 years ago today, Tass, myself, and JD, I guess, got together in JD's old apartment mm-hmm. and Nothing's recorded that. Really, has it? Nothing's changed. It's <laughs> creepy. You need four hands now. That's a lot of hands. That's a lot of hands. 16 years. Yeah. Wow, been in this game for years. Wow, it's crazy. You know that it's means made him an animal. The Kobe Bryant eighty-one game is a couple of days away here, isn't it? <laughs> That's true. Right. Exactly like, right, yeah. Lily. Was that like episode three or something uh, like that? Maybe two. Yeah, it's something like that because we weren't doing it daily. Yeah, uh, right off the jump, we were doing uh, I guess once a week just yeah. to start with. So yeah, you're right. I think it was maybe the second or third episode. Crazy. Kobe stuff. went for eighty-one against our Raptors, oh, and then man. we were forced to talk about <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, and what about when you asked Sam Mitchell about that, Tassie? Uh, didn't you ask him about it one time? <laughs> Yeah. He said, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> what are we supposed to do? And, you got a chance uh, to ask Kobe about I asked Kobe too. about that, yeah. yes. He cool. forced him to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, sorry, yes. That was, that was a moment. Uh, email in your NBA questions to us, nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at No Dunks Inc. Uh, fun show here today because we're going to do MLK Day slash NBA Long Weekend. Winners and losers. So we have a lot to talk about. I will say right from the start here, we're not going to get to everything. I know there's going to be a Miles Bridges fan out there. It's going to be pissed off. Hey, maybe we'll mention okay, Miles maybe. Bridges. Well, I just did. Miles so Bridges. You can't be pissed off. But we won't get to absolutely every big performance or you know every big winning streak from your team maybe or losing streak when we get to losers. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. We got a 60 to 90 minutes here to talk. And I'm, 60? Well, we're probably going to go 20 minutes. Maybe 14 years ago. If we're ago. being honest. Uh, we'll do 20 minutes on our big road trip. And that's the real winner of the weekend. Lee, we missed you. Mm. I got to say... But the three of us and our buddy Grish, yes, not my buddy Grish, not his, ours, uh, we made the trip to Memphis to watch the Bulls play the Grizzlies there uh, yesterday on MLK Day. Turns out it's a long drive from Atlanta. Yeah. Memphis, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Miles of bridges. Yeah. I was uh, scouring for uh, that cheap flight, actually. I, I mean, was. next time we're doing yeah. it, we're flying. Yeah. It's like a 45-minute flight. Yeah. And what, what what type of deals were you getting there? 100 bucks? Three. Yeah, well, it's, it's the thing. What I've got to do, right, is buy a one-way to Memphis and then get someone from Memphis to buy a one-way to Atlanta. You might be able to game the system a bit. <laughs> uh, the return flight. Yeah. That's the worst part. That's it. it it's $100 to get there, but it's like 350 returns. Wow. So, uh, anyway. Well, yeah. you would have missed out on the, uh, you know, the joy of a, of a long road trip. Yeah, know? one way is fine. <laughs> you didn't want to come back. Not the same day. I'm like, I don't know if I, I want to, you know, how long did it take? Tassie it was, was a damn trooper, man. We a did. A long time. It was it like a six. A long it's a basically a six hour drive. Yeah. It's a five and a half, six hour drive. We made it longer on the way there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my, uh, a lot my of people say it's a one road <laughs> shot to Memphis. I mean, it re- Turns out it's a three road shot to Memphis, but you know you got to go west at Birmingham, as they say. <laughs> Technically, it is one road. Yeah. I'm not sure why they changed the numbers of the highway all of a sudden. We screwed up on the way there. Wow, yeah, that was, that was yeah. my fault. Yeah. No, well, I mean, look, it's got to go a little bit to the driver, but also the uh, you know the the pa- I wasn't front seat passenger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. cocky. I was cocky. I, I just don't know. <laughs> 
why the, the, the highway numbers change. I mean, yeah. logic would so say it wouldn't, got, but who knows? Lee, we got to basically Birmingham yeah. again on our drive to Memphis, yeah. which is where you go. Yeah, I've been there. And yeah. then, yeah, you're supposed to then really start going a little bit north as yeah. you go west. And we just continued. Ah. We continued a little too far south. Still going west, but yeah, we added about an hour to our commute. And <laughs> when then, you're in an electric oh, it vehicle. gets better. No, we weren't in an electric vehicle. Nah, oh, you weren't? Oh, you didn't take gasoline. electric. Oh, okay. Oh, can you imagine what we would have oh, been like if yeah. we were in an electric vehicle in that yeah. scenario, having missed it? We were saying the whole time, oh, I love 20. <laughs> I love 20. <laughs> you love 20, Lee? The inner 20's fine, oh, yeah. 20's great. Yeah, it's great, right? <laughs> Up until Birmingham. But then, yeah. you're going to want your 22 once you get there. We also had a great moment when we finally found 22 again, getting closer into Memphis. Uh, we saw the east, passed it by. The west was right there. And we had the literal swerving off a highway <laughs> meme. Got there. Test yeah. Smooth move. Best driver I know. Got there. Yeah. Got there. I just wanted you guys to have the electric car experience by adding that 45 to 50 yeah. minute charge. Right. Slash. I'm, so glad, rather, I'm glad we didn't do that. <laughs> no. So no, rather than charge, you just take take the scenic route to yeah. get there. But yeah. it was sort of brilliant uh, going the wrong way, going to Memphis, adding at least an hour to our commute. Because mm. on the way minutes. home, 50 minutes. we flew home. Yeah, right. We took the right, right way home. So right. it was an easy, easy. Are they still doing track? road work about an hour and a no. half out? No. Because uh, I know. When I've driven out to Alabama, there's always road work out there. And I'm like, well, no. you don't want to run into that when you've got a bit of a tight time limit there. <laughs> on, our way home, we the... on our way home, we had some road work. We had some trucks flashing each other. Was, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. What's oh. going on? <laughs> uh, also, we got to say we got a speeding ticket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fine. That's, that's the way it goes. The way we it were goes. trying to make up some time. Yeah. I mean, because uh, we were going to miss the game. It was getting yeah. close. Yeah, yeah, it's all part of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's great, worth it. Great uh, state patrolman, though. A real. Yeah, he's a real Southern lawyer, if we're being honest about it. <laughs> we got all sales a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Officer it. Morgan. We appreciate you. your cordial. We know nobody likes to get one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can do a driving course there on the internet. <laughs> I don't know if your internet's a little different in Georgia. <laughs> Anyways, Officer Morgan, appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Good fine. guy, good guy. Uh, so we did get to the game, so let's talk about it and your experience. Uh, all of our first time... Uh, in Memphis, have you been? I've been to, to Memphis. Yeah, game? I've been to a grind grind game. Yeah. Okay, there you yeah. go. So you've been to the Grindhouse, but yeah. uh, I mean, Tess, what did you think of uh, the game itself and and the arena and the fans and all that stuff? Listen, it's just uh, there's a short window here where you can experience Ja as a young player on the rise. This is just a, it's a special time, even as a person who's been doing a basketball podcast for 16 years. There is this short period. He's 22 years of age. He is on the rise. This is, there's only one point where you can experience this type of John Morant right. and to see it in person, even though it wasn't a particularly amazing John Morant game. Right. There were special moments where he did those those couple of layups when he gets into the lane and we had a great view. Our vantage point was pretty great, just a little bit up, you know, kind of behind the hoop in the corner of the tunnel, yep. pretty much where the exit tunnel is to have a, a direct line to the key where he's able to, you know, he's going north-south. And then all of a sudden he goes east-west in a matter of, you know, just milliseconds. And it's an incredible thing to watch from that vantage point. He's just so special. What I desire is to see replays of his footwork, you know, when he's going north-south and then he goes east-west, the feet light up, like where his footprints are. That's yeah. what I want <laughs> because I think that's what I want to watch. That is, it is so beautiful. And then to see that spin move Woo! in person. It made it worth it because the yes. game, yeah. you know, the Grizzlies, yeah. like, well, we'll get to the Bulls After and, you the know, first the disappointing performance. Yeah, over, it was over much. in a hurry and they, they, they poured it on. But then we got the Stephen Adams, Tony yeah. Bradley thing, you know, talking about footprints. There was no footprints for Tony Bradley with Adams just carrying them there in the, in the sand. Yeah. But then, yeah, we got the John Morant play, which was what really you're hoping for. And he is on the short list of, like, players in the league that you should, I mean, look, if you've got the money, you should go see them in person. You mm -hmm. should experience that. It's yep. like a handful of it guys. You, it. It's just, it's sort of better. It's a different experience seeing them in person. Yeah, it was awesome. I went to bed with like a grin on my face, just <laughs> trying to think, have I ever seen a move like like an ooh and ah move as cool as the jaw 360 layup? Because like you're saying, Tass, we had the perfect angle for that one with the way the lane had split open and he got uh, the finish up to the rim. It looked better from where we were sitting than on the broadcast. No offense, suckers. But it definitely <laughs> did because yeah. I rewatched it, obviously, a million times since then. But... I've got, like, only one that's even close to it. Like, I saw a LeBron game his rookie year. He caught the ball on the sideline and put it behind his back before he, like, hit the ground. It was super cool back then, but, like, 
to see a 360 layup, like yeah. you'll, you know, you can no. see a game winner, you can see a 60 point game, but to see uh, a move that like literally leaves the crowd ooing and eyeing, that felt special to me. So yeah, totally worth uh, worth the price of admission, which for us was a seven hour drive there and a <laughs> yeah. five hour yeah. drive yeah. back. Didn't cost uh, us but it was awesome. Yeah. I will tell you, perhaps the most humiliating thing in the world is when your team keeps missing shots and the Grizzlies uh, PA announcer or the, uh, the music just plays, nope. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Every time my man Vooch would go for a shot, brick it, nope. <laughs> I'm just, come on guys, you're killing me here. Nope. Uh. Uh, great. Well, yeah, I, was, I, was, I started watching it. Uh, it was tied there, and then the Grizzlies went on like a 16-0 run in the second quarter, and sort of that was it really, wasn't it? I yeah. mean, the Bulls never really got close after that. So you are hoping for that memorable moment, and you mm-hmm. got it there late there from uh, Jar. So, yeah, would have been uh, fun to be there. Wish I was there. Wish I could have made it, but... Uh Unfortunately, I have to wait till March 18. I think he's in Atlanta. There you go. Yeah. Okay, you'll yeah. be down at the Fortress hopefully for that yes, one? Yes, I think so, for sure. Um, any other, um, you know, just random observations from either the game or the experience? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Trey. Uh, from the game, yeah, like you're saying, Skeets, it was, the game was over in the fourth quarter. The Bulls made a little fake run to get it to like 15 with a few minutes left. Ja really shut the door, but they put in a, the garbage time lineup eventually. Got a huge John Conchard dunk oh, yeah. that I was happy to see. I thought Jaron Jackson Jr. played a really solid game. Five blocks. He was scoring on the block. I mean, he wasn't scoring a ton, but every time they dumped it down to him, he would get a pretty good shot. He had a huge dunk left-handed. I remember looking up several times during the game. The Grizzlies will put up hustle stats is what it said, and it was like second chance points, offensive rebounds, both offensive rebounds and second chance points, because sometimes you grab them, you don't make them. (laughs) Turnovers, points off turnovers, assists, uh, three-pointers maybe, and the Grizzlies led in every single category for at least the entire second half, and I was like, well, that seems to make sense because the Bulls couldn't throw a pass across the lane without it getting stolen. It was either Jaron Jackson Jr. or one of the five Kyle Andersons that were out there (laughs) getting their hand on every single ball. All of the bigs for the Grizzlies I thought were awesome. Like, Steven Adams was really setting the tone inside. Jaron Jackson Jr., like I said, had a great game. Brandon Clark was solid with his energy whenever he came in. He had a huge dunk in the fourth quarter as well that got the crowd really jazzed up. And Kyle Anderson uh, was great defensively as well. So I thought we saw the perfect uh, grit and grind kind of game from the Grizzlies. It was a smash. It, it, It ended up being a blowout, unfortunately. Yeah, because the hustle stats were with the Grizzlies, and I think... If you're going to be even the slightest of pessimist with the Grizzlies, even though you can really only be an optimist, maybe that's where things could go a little bit haywire in the playoffs because the effort level of the other team will be matched. Mm-hmm. Will be matching this Grizzlies team that that kicks ass in transition, that just does the dirty work. You know, they're so good offensively uh, on the boards. Maybe that gets matched in the playoffs a little bit, and, and in that transition, uh, the defense won't be. You know, that uh, that won't you know go south in the playoffs but jaron jackson jr was so good to block two tran two balls in transition like that two shots in transition that doesn't happen very often uh he was really really impressive on that end and yeah it was good to see him in person uh and to see desmond bain in person i mean him and and the the guns are immaculate yeah 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 yeah, they are and as you've said skeets the vibes are Immaculate. They are. The vibes were great, man. The vibes were great. In with Memphis. the team, Someone with the tweeted fans. It. Was it the Grizzlies? I think a team tweeted that the vibes are immaculate. I'm not sure if it was them or not. Uh, <laughs> I think they have there. in the past, yeah. for sure. Uh, and it's true. It's true. I mean, you've been to the FedEx mm. Forum. It does. I mean, you said it the other day, Tess, without having ever been there yet. You're like, it does have a college mm-hmm. vibe to it. I think that's fair. It's not a big arena. Mm-hmm. You know, is the concourse isn't that big. It's... Uh, Fairly dated, I guess, at this point. It's fine. It looks guess so, yeah. It, it, it does the trick, but it's like, I like how, like, just sort of like on top of each other. Small you and feel. tall is what it felt totally. like. Totally. Sure. I mean, those Grizzlies in the playoffs from the Zach Randolph days, yeah. those games were always oh. a tough, tough place yeah. to win. Yeah. Uh, you know, packed environment. Was it packed there yesterday? Was it, it, was, it pretty was pretty full. Yeah. 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 yeah, I guess so, yeah. So uh, it is It is a it's good a home ad- game for them. Yeah, for it's sure a good home court advantage that they have there, especially yeah. when they're winning right now. And I mean, everyone does look like they just really enjoy playing with each other, yeah. uh, watching them. So this is a great surprise run that the Grizzlies have been on. The only thing else I'll add, shout out to the No Dunks fans in attendance. Uh, You know, they were repping pretty strong. I saw a wedgie shirt. I saw a No Dunks (laughs) shirt. uh, And everybody like saying what's up to us. That was really nice of y'all. And then the barbecue nachos (laughs) from Rendezvous. Uh, It came recommended by a couple people on Twitter and lived up to the hype, Lee. Great. I mean, 
not the healthiest, uh, obviously. Yeah, food, but well, some pulled know. pork, cheese, nachos, this like sort of sweet but spicy barbecue. Sauce. Yeah, but see, you're traveling, so Amazing. rules go out the window oh, a bit. Right. You got to experience. You know did you go to Beale Street? Because it's right there. Well, we did not have a lot of time to do right. anything else in Memphis. We did zero walking in Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> we did some driving. <laughs> I would say our biggest non-basketball success was Bucky's on the way home. Oh yeah, <laughs> love Bucky's. Honestly, you hear a lot about like a fast food place or a gas station. You're like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. And to me, it never lives up to the hype until Bucky's. Yep. You know, I looked it up on the phone. We found the one in Leeds, Alabama. We were going to be pushing it gas-wise to get there. Tass has thrown it into neutral down the hills <laughs> to save the gas so we can putter in because we knew there were 120 wow. filling stations at Bucky's. Literally 120. Wow. Lee, this pumps. was insane. This it gas was station. massive. We went in. I, we could have been there for an hour just mm -hmm. like walking around the it's store. It's like a damn Walmart, basically, wow. but for cars and gas, <laughs> gas station. Yeah. And they had a cook there making food at 10 p.m. at yeah, night. Yeah, 10 p.m. We had a brisket I sandwich. guess there's a lot of trucks and things going through, oh, isn't yeah. it? I mean, Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of truckies and buckies. <laughs> <But> it's, it's, <laughs> isn't the Charles Barkley uh, statue around there in... Uh, Leeds, Alabama. Oh, probably, yeah. yeah. You could have. You could have. You could have. When we you were, were driving, <laughs> you could have made the. Oh no, I, I wanted to go this way. Although you're coming home, actually, at yeah, this point. Yeah, yeah we right. had to get home yeah. at that point. Yeah. We had a show in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. Again, shout out to the No Dunks fans in Memphis, and we will be back to. Uh, yeah, try and experience Beale Street. I guess you got a chance to do that last time. Yeah, there. yeah. Last time I was there, I was it's there. It's right by. Oh, the it's arena. right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it sort of is one of those like it's it's a bit like touristy, but there's so many great. You know, barbecue and things like that that Memphis right. is known for. Yep. So, yeah, great. Okay. What clips did you get up? You got the John Morant 360. Did you put up the Stephen Adams? Tony <laughs> no, Bradley, no, uh... no, no. Everyone had it. But what an awesome moment that was. Hilarious. What's Tony Bradley? 6'11", probably 260, Huge. something like Giant. that. And a uh, little bit of a scuffle there at the end of the game. <laughs> Stephen Adams goes into separate, <laughs> then just says, all right, I'm taking you like a five-year-old. Yeah. a tantrum. And he's like, we're going home right now. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man, Stephen Adams. what? Because he got a foul on an N1. I think it was from Dasumu. Uh, at mm. one point yeah. and it was like one of those ones it could have been a dangerous play but Steven Adams doesn't take offence to anything he'd given him a high five Steven Adams was probably like got beaten up by his siblings yeah. like every day of his well life. he was like the 17th in the family or something I mean. like that yeah. so yeah uh, what a great guy he is <laughs> oh, yeah. he had a good game I think that's the best Steven Adams game I've seen in a long time. He was just super energetic, trying to show Billy Donovan, I think, what he used to be. Able to <laughs> maybe, he maybe. Good out there. All right, well, that's enough on the Grizzlies. We'll, we'll unfortunately touch on the Bulls a little bit later when we get to uh, losers of the long NBA weekend. But, Lee, let's go to you next. Uh, who's your MLK Day winner? Or, again, you can extend it through the weekend. Uh, well, timing is everything. And uh, Darius Garland over this last week may have may have ended the debate as to whether or not he's going to the All-Star game. A hundred percent. I think because you're probably over. right. Well, does Jared Allen go I mean, that's well? the thing. Is it, it's now, is it two calves yeah. or one calf? I mean... Uh, because Darius Garland, uh, especially over the weekend, the Friday, Saturday, and Monday, was incredible. Uh, yesterday, he was fantastic in the fourth quarter. Out Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving there <laughs> for the uh, Brooklyn Nets with some of his moves there. Yep. I'm going to go specifically, actually, to Saturday night against the OKC Thunder in a game the uh, uh, the Cavs were down at halftime. In the third quarter, they had 13 field goals, Cleveland. Darius Garland scored five of them and was assisting uh, assisted on the other eight of them in the entire quarter. He was incredible. He finished with a career-high 18 assists in that game. They got the win. Didn't shoot from three all that well, but 27 and 18. Yesterday, had 22 and six. And on Friday against the Spurs, 32 and eight. Eastern Conference Player of the Week. He's yep. been the, the the Cavs here have won six of their last seven, and he is uh, honestly playing just so incredibly right now. His confidence and his swagger is it swag or swagger? His swag, can whatever. Both, Do we, both. Yeah, we still use swagger? Yeah. It's anyway. like biopic. You know, it's just a word that's <laughs> why, do you, short. why do you look in the bag you're always talking about? Well, his, his bag is so deep right now. He's flinging one-handed passes yeah. on the baseline. He's getting inside. He had an incredible spin move there himself yesterday. I, I said he was out Kyrie and Kyrie. It was just like a Kyrie yeah. Irving. He's got the handles. He gets into the paint. He doesn't make the move. He spins and then reverse layups it off the backboard. He was incredible. This is another good game. The Nets were leading in the fourth quarter. No Kevin Durant, but even still, Darius Garland was uh, amazing. So he right now is getting the attention of the people he needs to get, and that's the yeah. opposing Eastern Conference yeah. coaches. And uh, that is certainly going to add to his strong case already that he's going to be an all-star in a few weeks' time. You, you think he's a lock? I think so. They are up to fourth in the Eastern <laughs> Conference right now. And I know it's a huge jumble uh, yeah. b between one and eight and nine and ten. 
Uh, but that's why I think you can slow the flow on a Freddie Van Vliet all-star appearance lock. No, 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 no. You can lock both of them in. I'm not, I'm not so sure because the Raptors are only one game above 500. They have to have a winning record if the Cavs can climb here. They're, they're yeah. only one and a half out of the top of the Eastern Conference yeah. playoff picture. They get the Bulls, who are shelling themselves on Wednesday night. They could easily move up. And then you kind of have to say to yourself, well, you got to give them two. Right. And either way, Jared Allen's going to get some votes from those Eastern Conference coaches. Deservedly. I, yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. uh, percent. Darius Garland is an absolute lock uh, to me. So there's there's going to be somebody who gets left off, you know, whether it's one of those Celtics who are also sometimes climbing in the standings, whether it's Jalen or Jason, uh, that could take away Freddie Van Vliet's all-star spot. Either way. LaMelo ball right, possibility. Right. The, the Hornets are actually winning a lot of games mm-hmm. here. Sure. But you the Cavs are one and a half out of yep. first. What, what a story in the yeah. Eastern Conference. And they, they should have fallen apart so many times this season. We've talked about the injuries. We've talked about just how young they are. They just went on a six-game road trip. And they went 5-1. and one. A young Cavs team should not do that. They should have fell, fallen apart so many times. And that OKC game, this is game six of a road trip, six games in nine days. They could have easily fallen apart mm-hmm. at half. But yeah, Darius Garland picked them up there uh, in the second half. They beat the Bucks recently. They beat Jazz recently. They beat the Nets now. Uh, and they're getting the Bulls this week. They're showing the league how great they are. So yes, Eastern Conference coaches have to be watching this mm-hmm. and have to be seeing this. Uh, that was uh, great to watch Garland. Yeah, he's he's a lock because he's up to yeah almost twenty and eight on uh, a crazy free throw percentage as well. Ninety two guys. Oh yeah, it's gonna tip it. Knock him down. I mean, if it comes down to the Elam ending, you want him at the line. Oh, yeah. right. he's twenty one years old. It, it's yeah, it's it's hard not to think about. Kyrie in a Cavs jersey when he was when he was younger and, and look at Garland and say man yeah. this guy is is ours for a long time he ain't going anywhere quick Cavs trivia okay mm. so he went for twenty seven and eighteen assists fifth Cavalier to have twenty five points and fifteen assists okay name the other four okay LeBron. so LeBron and Kyrie I'm sorry he's the sixth Cavalier there's okay. five guys okay. no Kyrie never did Ooh, it. he never did LeBron LeBron did it eight times. So there's four more names. Mark Price? No. Wow. Terrell Brandon? Terrell Brandon did, yeah. did it once. Okay. Now, I think you're only going to get one of the other three names. Bob Sura. No. Oh, <laughs> no, but I never think uh, of this guy as a Cav, although he played Kevin there. Kevin Johnson. No. Who do you think? Good uh, where do you think of him as? What do you say? I mean, he, so bounced, he bounced around. around. He bounced around. Um, Mo Williams? No. Ooh. No. Uh, our buddy, not my buddy, our buddy, our buddy Ryan Seton, oh, oh. <laughs> has a jersey of his as a Cleveland Cavalier. <laughs> because because if, if he saw this Anthony game, Parker? he's like, let me no. put it in order. Anthony Andre Parker. Miller, this oh. dream team. Andre Miller is oh, correct. Oh, yeah. Three right. times. So, and you're not going to get Seth has that jersey? Yes. <laughs> he was wow. only there one season, I think. Was. Oh, maybe two. Maybe not a couple. Long, I don't know. Yeah. I, okay, I think funny. if Seth felt like if... He embodies Andre Miller on the basketball floor. Oh, yeah, floor, it's true. He does. He <laughs> he's always does looking. play like him a little bit, yeah. Uh, so, Braun, Andre Miller, Troll Brandon, John Johnson, couple-time all-star back in the oh, day. Oh, John and, Johnson. And Bobby Washington. So, that's okay. it. But anyways, that was fun. All right. Bobby Those are default yeah. players. Bobby. No way. John Johnson. <laughs> and Bobby Washington. <laughs> All right. So, Garland, uh, yeah. a big, big winner here of the, the long NBA weekend. Let's go to you uh, next, Tass. I know we talked about the Grizzlies, but you got another one here for us. Oh, the Atlanta Hawks. We're all winners uh, because we don't have to go down there to the fortress again because the last time the Hawks won, we were there. Yeah. In Atlanta, the last time they won at home was November the twenty second. So they were going to need us to go down there and help help <laughs> Did them. Did you win. think the Hawks were going to reach out to us? And yes, say, Can you guys get down here. One hundred percent. And they're also a winner just because of the way they pulled this game out against the Milwaukee Bucks on MLK Day. Memphis and Atlanta, they have to win on MLK Day. Mm-hmm. That should be a rule. They were down ten with just under seven left. The exciting part for the Hawks, the guys who pulled this game out. On the defensive end, Onyeka Nkongwu, know this guy's name. Stop calling him double O on the broadcast. Just say the man's <laughs> name. We can say Yanis Tetkumpo. We can say Onyeka Nkongwu. Great Nigerian name as well. Uh, he hasn't played a lot in his first two seasons. This is this is season number two. But I say Yanis Tetkumpo because he guarded Yanis really, really well mm-hmm. down the stretch. Yep. He stripped him. He blocked him. Uh, and he and he was just able to physically stay with him, even though he's way smaller. Uh, he was able to uh, to stay down, and 
yeah, again, he's only played 50 games in his first season, only 10 this season, but there's a reason that they drafted this guy last year when they had Clint Capella on the roster. They can see him as their future starting center. So watching him down the stretch, you've got to be excited if you're a Hawks fan uh, because they have been uh, so horrendous at home, and you just haven't seen enough flashes from the young guys. And then DeAndre Hunter, who has come back as well, yeah. uh, who hasn't played a lot yeah, in his couple years here, enough anyways. But if you remember back to last year, first quarter of the season, he was their best player, in all honesty. He was out playing Trey Young at times. And late in this game, he hit a drive uh, where he was able to you know, take the offense upon himself. So these are the kind of guys uh, that have to play around Trey Young for them to be successful. Really, really great defensive players. Uh, that can obviously provide some offense. So that was great. They snapped a 10-game home losing streak. The deadline just over three weeks away. Ooh, what, are, what are the Hawks... What are the, how are the Hawks going to tinker here? We think that Cam Reddish deal was a prelude to something else, and it sure feels like it still. Uh, but to see DeAndre Hunter in the starting role... Uh, it just it all it all fits a little bit better when those guys are playing well. So that this is the Hawks team that can go and make some waves in this league. These two guys I think need to be really really solid. So to see them pull it out was great against and the Bucks. And with Onyeka playing down the stretch, John Collins was not because mm. Gallinari was actually uh, yeah. you know getting yeah. a chance to get them back in the game. You know you could read into that. You could start to go, oh maybe that does make him expendable. Maybe they look to move off Collins in his contract. Well, uh, we'll yeah, I, I mean I, I wouldn't do that just yet. I mean mm-hmm. Gallinari did play well, and yeah. I think when you're desperate for a win, whatever's working, you just ride yeah. in that moment. This was uh, honestly felt like a bit of a playoff win from them last season, where Trey hits the deep three, everyone's contributing. Congu uh, uh, that huge, but he had a massive block against the Knicks too on a Julius Randle dunk on Friday night. I don't know if you saw that one. That was the same thing. Randall's going to smash it and Kongu is right there. So that's where he can really make an impact is blocking shots and keeping guys away from the perimeter. The one on Giannis was huge because mm-hmm. Giannis kind of beat him and yep. he got him from behind there. So the Hawks just had to get a win. It didn't look like it was going to happen uh, and they pulled it out there last night. But yeah, there, there's some... Uh, some. It, it makes a difference when DeAndre Hunter can play and he didn't shoot all that well, no. but he was, uh, he was just good to be out there on the floor. All right, so the Hawks get a much needed um, <laughs> win and uh, winner of the weekend here, long weekend. Trey, what about you? Who you got? Mavs had an ugly loss to the Knicks last week. That snapped their six-game losing streak or their winning streak. So they started another one this weekend, went three for three in four nights. They smacked the Grizzlies on Friday in Memphis, 112-85, to triple-double for Doncic, 27 12 and 10. That's how you bounce back after a disappointing performance. Uh, they followed that up by taking care of business over the week- weekend. They beat the Magic on Saturday. Biggest moment from this one was probably uh, Doncic taunting uh, Mo Wagner. <laughs> Mo Wagner got the big and one on him. And Lucas says to him, Who the fuck, fuck are you? <laughs> Cry, baby. That's some brutal trash talk, man. Ruthless stuff from the donk. And then on Sunday, another wire to wire win over the Thunder, though the Mavericks did try to give it away. Uh, Pretty ugly stuff from both teams, honestly, in the last couple of minutes of this game. Giddy with a couple of rookie-looking turnovers there to ice things for the Mavericks. But that was, uh, Doncic had another triple-double yesterday against the Thunder. That's his third in five games, giving him 41 for his career. According to the Associated Press, every other Maverick who's ever played for the team combined has 40 triple-doubles, and Doncic has 41. Incredible stuff. Nine wins in 10 games for Dallas. They got a tough schedule coming up. They got Toronto, the Suns, the Grizzlies, and then they they play at Golden State. Doncic hasn't been playing all that well. He's been contributing other than shooting. He's just been a little bit of a slump, but if he's able to hit some shots here, they keep playing defense and get some wins over these teams who they're chasing in the Western Conference. He'll be sauntering into that MVP restaurant. Uh. That's not a guy we've (laughs) talked about as an MVP candidate really at all. Seems like he's got a little bit of a run in him right I, now. I was just yeah. going to say, hey, we were in a car together yesterday for 10-plus <laughs> oh, hours oh. with my buddy Grish, <laughs> our buddy Grish. You know the MVP race oh, came up. God. And, uh, you know, we were debating with the Kevin Durant you know, injury, and we'll get to that later in the show. Like, does that take him out of the running? You know, who's still there? Is it Giannis? And then we threw out that idea, like, Luke is going to be <laughs> sauntering into the restaurant, as you put it, and maybe grabbing a seat. Like, at some point, yeah. he's going to go on this type of run that he's on, and they're going to sustain it, and he's going to get the win. So, How many multi-year bets have you got going after that drive <laughs> yesterday? With no, Grant? there wasn't a lot. He wasn't biting. No, he wasn't biting at all. Really? I asked him if this was the best 
weekend in sports because wild card weekend <laughs> wild card weekend known as a great weekend it yep. is, it's like week one of the nba playoffs <laughs> nothing he said wow well the my. games were not very good in the nfl this weekend sure well that's that. even more sort of like uh encouragement then for grish yeah, to be just throwing it down, out yeah bets and, and uh yeah anyway, wow. that's true so yes uh luca and the mavs a winner i got some more here that i'll uh throw in we'll call them mini winners if you want we'll try and move through them with some pace and then we'll take a break and we'll get to the losers but the miami heat have to be a winner bam out bio he's back baby and he scored 14 uh he was gone for six weeks yeah and i think i forgot how long it was because the heat continued to play really well yeah and now here they are with with chicago brooklyn milwaukee and philadelphia all losing on monday on mlk day the heat are tied they're, they're tied atop the eastern conference they actually have the most wins yeah. uh if you want to count it that way they improved to 14 and 5 at home because uh, they beat the Raptors there uh, yesterday. Top three offense, top ten defense. Again, Bam was out for six weeks. He's back. Butler's been gone for a good chunk of the season. We're debating whether he'll even make the all-star team. Has he played enough games? We thought, well, does that go to Tyler Hero or something like that? I just can't believe what Spolster's done here with this squad. And they have to be taken you know, seriously as, a, as an East contender. When yeah. all healthy, you know they can beat the Bucs. They can hang with the Nets. Um, you know, I know people will say, "Well, yeah, can hit. they got smoked by the Bucks last year." Well, yes, yeah, but different team though now. I exactly you didn't yeah. have Kyle Lowry on that team, yeah. so uh, they're just they're just awesome. Top and, ten uh, defense yeah. without Bam for six weeks just shows how together they right. are. So right. yes, they are an Eastern Conference contender. Absolutely, feels like the Eastern Conference is opening up a little bit as we'll right. talk about the Brooklyn Nets. I heard the NFL is. Wide open oh, this year. Anyone, open. Can Anyone can win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and yeah, the way things are going in the Eastern Conference, of course the Miami Heat could win it. They mm-hmm. could. They absolutely could. Devin Booker, <laughs> winner of the NBA long weekend. He played three games, okay? Played on Friday in Indiana, Sunday in Detroit, and then Monday in San Antonio. So all three on the road. Now, those are not amazing teams that I just listed for you. But Booker averaged 37.7 points per game in 33 minutes per game. Shot 53% from the field, 38% from deep, 80% at the line. He added nearly four and a half rebounds and assists. He turned the ball over a total of three times in these three games. Just dominant. I mean, at the 48 yesterday, he was mm-hmm. the leading scorer, and it's his season high. Uh, that's now on, like, uh, you know, I just did that trivia yeah. with you guys not too long ago, 47 points or more this season, so you can throw Booker in there. Just awesome. I'm feeling really good about my sons going back to the finals. Uh, hot take got buried by your crazy Stockton Damian Lillard take. Uh, but More to come on that. Oh, more uh. to come. I can't wait. But anyway, the Suns, they don't play now until they just took care of business. Again, these are not great teams they played, but my God, they're a juggernaut. And when Booker plays like that, they're I think they're next one beatable. And they don't play until Thursday night, so they can just chill here for a little bit. Uh, and Booker's being trolled every arena he goes right now by the uh, yeah. by the mascots. Uh, yeah, they're trying to yeah, put him off the free throw. The, the coyote there. Yeah, exactly. It's, Same it's thing in uh, Indiana it was where they had like a yeah. dinosaur, a couple of dinosaurs there, and he's taking it all in his stride. He realizes he looked like a bit of an asshole the other night, so instead he's like, "All right, make fun of me. It was worth it." But then he's going out there and absolutely cooking the teams on the floor. So yeah. that's all that counts, really. But uh, yeah, he's looking awesome at the moment. Yeah. And then final one here, I want to throw in Stanley Johnson. I did not think I would have this on my list here. If you had asked me, uh, you know, heading into the weekend, would he be a winner of the weekend? When we came back on Tuesday. He scored ten of his fifteen points in the fourth quarter for the Lakers to get the much-needed 101-95 mm-hmm. win over the Jazz. I say much-needed because LeBron was apologizing to Lakers fans <laughs> after getting killed by the Nuggets, after Magic Johnson was lighting them up. He said, I'm sorry, Laker Nation. Oh, I'm so sorry. And uh, Stanley Johnson, this guy was just re-signed to another 10-day contract, and he was hitting big, timely buckets. He had a jumper late to tie it up. Then he had this nice little move around Gobert. And so him and LeBron and Westbrook playing well with the big dunk on Rudy, um, they got the victory. But Stanley Johnson. Playing for his NBA life. Yeah. And he's scrapping it out, obviously, even on the defensive end as well. He was making a difference, I thought, watching that game in the the fourth quarter. Uh, And uh, just back to Devin Booker real, real quick. Sure. He played in Detroit, one of those three games. I never think of him as a Michigan guy. Mm. Uh, But that's where he grew up. Uh, He's been all over the place. Went to high school in Mississippi and then played at Kentucky. He's like us. Taking a jaunt in the South. Uh, he's been in every state. We went through four states yesterday. Thank you. Uh, really? Wow. Impressive, eh? That is yeah, very so impressive. impressive. Did you do the did you do the holding hand? Was it one of those ones where you like you link up? No, no, no. We drove through. Oh, oh, yeah, we yeah, did yeah, hold yeah. hands most of the time. It's great to see the South. It was great to see the South. Well, the South and the and the Mid South. <laughs> as we learned. Did you notice the time change? What was it like going through like actual the uh 
you know, what's it called? The Equinox, is that it? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> well, you drive you drive through and you're actually going back in time. It's crazy. It's like, yeah. uh, you're in a DeLorean. Thank God, thank God we did because we would have missed the game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lost, we're like, we're yeah. lucky that, uh, yeah, we're coming yeah. from... Uh, Eastern Standard Time to uh, Central there, gaining an hour. Absolutely. And we're lucky that uh, that Memphis is close. It's the Mid-South. It's a Western Conference team, but mm. they are hosting playoff games because they're going to be a home court advantage team. So we're so pretty close. So we driving close. or flying? Though? We're pretty close. <laughs> so I don't know. we got to figure it out because okay. the Hawks have to pick it up. It's true. Uh, if they're going to host some playoff games this well, year. We could drive close. to Charlotte. That's not that far. That's right. Yeah, Let's that's do it both. It's just one road. There you go. How far is it from Charlotte to Memphis? Mm. Hey. Probably 10. <laughs> Nine, 10 hours, I suppose. Pick Let's, them up. You know what? Let's take a break. <laughs> Fire up Google Maps. Figure it out. And uh, when we come back, we'll get to the losers of uh, the long NBA weekend. Okay, let's get to Compos. losers of the long NBA weekend. Trey, why don't you get us started? Because we know, unfortunately, where you're going. Yeah, speaking of Browns, <laughs> these guys have been the Browns for the past week. I hate to do it. First loser of the weekend of the season to the Chicago Bulls on a four-game losing streak. It started with that loss to the Nets where they gave up 138 points. I was fine with that one. The big three was all playing. They were clicking. They were going to lose sometimes, but... They played Friday again against the Warriors. Warriors were coming off a blowout as well. No Draymond Green. Zach Levine went out with a little bit of a knee injury pretty early. And the Bulls got blown out again. Gave out 138 points again mm. on national TV mm. again. Mm. <laughs> oh, tough one. Saturday night, they played hard against those Boston Beantown boys. Billy Donovan said... They played better in that game than they did in some of their wins, which is definitely true, but guess what? They blew it in the fourth quarter. Bulls have been pretty good in clutch situations, but they were not in this one. Four-point lead with a minute and two seconds left. Some bad shots, some bad rebounding. Rob Williams, a bad free-throw shooter, goes to the line, knocks down four of them, and then my guy Vucci gets a wide-open look at three to win it, and he just scraped that front rim. Just <laughs> scraped it a little bit. Oh, boy. And then yesterday, another national TV game in mm. Memphis. They were out, man. They were outclassed. And they kept hitting Vucci with the nope. <laughs> Two for 13. Looking foolish at times, yeah. if I'm being quite honest. They're banged up right now. There's no Levine for these last couple of games. No Lonzo. The problem versus the Grizz, that was a problem because they had no space, no shooting. We talked about it earlier. They had so many turnovers in the paint, just like trying to throw the ball into Vooch. And he would, it would hit his hands, and they would just, like, smack it out of there. And it's gone the other way. Uh, the bigger issue to me, though, is that every one of their athletic players, I think, is hurt right now. DeRozan and Vucevic, they like to walk the ball up. They're kind of plotting guys. Levine's out. Caruso's out. Javante Green is out. Derek Jones Jr. is out. And obviously Lonzo. That's, like, five of the best athletes yeah. in the rotation. The way the Bulls were good at defense in the first half of the season is that they had crazy activity, kind of similar to the Grizzlies, right? Like if you had an open three-pointer, Alex Caruso is flying at you to close things down, and then you got to skip a pass, and Lonzo has great instincts. You get a steal, you're going the other way. They haven't had that at all for a few weeks now, especially, you know, with uh, health and safety protocols. The team now is down to 20th yeah. in defense. <laughs> They're just playing too slow right now. It's not getting better either. They got Cleveland on Wednesday, Milwaukee on Friday. Caruso's getting close to coming back. Green will be next, and luckily Levine didn't have a serious injury. He should be back pretty soon, but six straight losses is not unreasonable at mm. this point. We're at four. Another two could happen in the East. Like we've said, it's tight right now. Somehow the Bulls are still in first thanks to that winning streak, but they're just two and a half games up on sixth. So great first half of the season. That's what it was for the Bulls last year. They fell apart basically after the trade deadline. This has been their toughest part of the season, and they're playing their worst, and they're banged up. And I think there is a little bit of dog days of the NBA going around right now. We're seeing some weird blowouts all blowouts. around. Yeah. Schedule's going to get easier next week, but it has been ugly. So they need to get a win against either Cleveland or Milwaukee. Yeah. Vooch was trending on Twitter yesterday. Yo, oh. <laughs> it, it, this, is, this is how bad it got. Trey Kirby in attendance, like we talked about in Memphis for the Bulls-Grizzlies game. Trey Kirby was yelling, do something! <laughs> he was doing nothing! <laughs> do something! I think he had... Heckling I, his own team because he was playing that poorly, yeah. Zero points in the first half. Mm. I don't think he played in the fourth quarter. Seven, though. Seven, though, in that third, man. He was, yeah, he yeah, was feeling it. He was yeah. feeling it. Nope. He was yeah. trending. Well, that have to do with... Uh, yeah, a bad uh, weekend for Vooch all around, with, uh, quite honestly. Djokovic? Too. What's yeah. his name? Uh, yeah, 
That's the, his name. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, 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 he had some comments about him. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, but uh, not, not uh, when I say Vooch, I don't mean his name Vucevic. I mean V double O C H is trending. So that 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 knows you're having a bad day when your nickname is trending like that. But I think it is a credit to the Bulls. You know, they've lost five or six, and they still, on percentage, are the best team in the Eastern Conference. So you know, they did all that incredibly hard, good work, and to start the season they can kind of survive a bit of a bump here yeah. like this. And, yeah. and you know when they get back, because like any team, when you're missing a lot of your star players, and Caruso, it feels like Caruso hasn't played for months. It's been a long time. Yeah. December uh, 4th. They, 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 miss his, um, they miss his sort of hustle, I think, off the bench yeah. and his intensity that he brings. Obviously, Levine is a, is a huge problem when they don't have his scoring. And uh, Lonzo Ball as well, they miss him. So there's, you know reasons to understand this is not just like well they were punching above their weight to start the season it's like it's tough to win when you look at that roster and uh, and it's like you know McKinney and then White and, and DeSumo out there and you're like okay they're shorthanded right now yeah it was ugly it was ugly just watching all that space for the Memphis Grizzlies Vooch Island it can be fun when things are going well, but every Grizzly was on an island out there. Mm. They just were not getting out to those shooters. There was so much space. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes I forget watching on television because it looks like everything is is, is so close together. But there, it, it, it's, it's a, a pretty long distance. If you're packing the paint and they're having trouble with pick-and-roll defense and Vooch ain't getting out there uh, just to get way out there to yeah. three-point shooters. And, man, there was a lot of space. And... I don't think it's a coincidence Caruso has been out for a long time uh, that their defense basically mm-hmm. has matched him. Yeah. They're 26th in defense since December 1st when you know Caruso was there a few days later. And uh, that's that was the scary part coming into the season. Was their defense going to be good? If their guys are back, Caruso, I th- yeah, I think they should be back. But it's just the national TV thing as Trey was going through. <laughs> keep, keep him out of here, man. Like, just let's don't. just stick on league pass. Let Stacey King cook on the broadcast. We don't need to see this team on national TV until they put together a nice winning streak yeah. again yeah. next week. That was their best game on national TV yesterday. yesterday. A 13-point <laughs> loss. Wow. Darnell Mayberry went through it. Uh, yeah. 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 went through it. 26-point loss to Golden State, 26 to Brooklyn, 42 to Golden State, and then that 13 to Memphis. <laughs> Yikes. Maybe they'll get the NBA TV game uh, if they make the playoffs. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, I'll take it. I'll I mean, you it. might want it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Less eyeballs, I guess, on it. Uh, all right, so yeah, the Bulls, an obvious loser. I'll go next here. The Brooklyn Nets, I think, have to be uh, included in this bunch, too. Now, they lost to the Cavs on Monday, so that's a part of it. They fell to third in the East, but you guys talked about how jumbled it is. But in the game prior, Durant sprained his knee. Brooklyn is saying he's going to be out about four to six weeks uh, to recover that. That's pretty consistent with the grade two sprain there of the MCL. But then we got Kyrie saying... I'm not getting the COVID-19 vaccine. You know, he was asked about it. <laughs> yeah. Now with Durant going to be out, uh, you're still just playing these road games. You cannot play in New York. And he said, quote, no, I stay rooted in my decision. And that's just what it is. He said a lot more than that. You can go watch the clip if you want to, but he's not going to. And so unless anything changes in the state of New York or this, maybe there's this possibility of they can be paying fines if he plays. I don't know what the actual update on that is. But right now he is just a road player and Duran is now out. And this is not good for Brooklyn because this is crazy if you think about it. And I saw Pelton break this down. He, like, crunched the numbers. They, when you get Katie back, if you get Katie back around the All-Star break, yeah. you know, if you're optimistic, okay, let's say that happens. They're going to have 10 remaining road games to have their three superstars play together. 10. And they haven't played, they've only played 10 regular season games together as it is. <laughs> they played one playoff series, you know, against the Bucks. Oh, excuse me, against uh, the Celtics. Um, and that's it. So they played like 15, 16 games together. That's it. At, at all. And the part is like, they can play together, but you do have to figure out who the hell is playing with them mm. and what their roles are. So this is crazy that they're really going to have probably 10, maybe less road games, unless anything changes here, which doesn't sound like it is, Tass. Counterpoint. Okay. They played eight games together last year in the regular season. Yeah. Then Kyrie got hurt. Then James Harden got hurt, hurt, and they almost knocked off the champs. Very, very close. Without Fair. A, a guy and a half. I, I don't know. I don't know how to really diagnose this thing. I don't uh, think there's it's any weird. way they should be the favorites to win the title. I think that's crazy to me. I mean, if Kyrie's only playing half the games, that's a uh, yes. I mean, that's how do you how do you prognosticate that? It's very, very difficult and unprecedented. And as the rules become more strict in Brooklyn. The, the rules are now that you have to be five and up and show your vaccination right. card if you're five and up. So it doesn't seem like 
things are changing for mm-hmm. Brooklyn, even though it is a few months away, and Kyrie is becoming more rooted in his stance <laughs> that he's only playing half the games. Yeah. What do you think about Durant, the injury, and can they weather the storm here? Well, it's obviously a concern. Anytime you hear MCL, ACL, whatever it is, it's like that's one that you don't want to mess with. Like it was with he, his Achilles, remember? Well, he's I mean, done the MCL before yeah. and then did come back and yeah. kicked ass in the playoffs. So yeah, so I guess the, the good point is that we have seen him really bounce back to the point where he's an MVP candidate again. So mm-hmm. when he gets back, you know he can get back and deliver. But when you hear that four to six weeks, you're like, I, I just hope they don't rush that back. And I don't think he will. I think psychologically right. Kevin Durant's like, there's no way I'm stepping on the court until I'm 100% feeling great. That's just my own... Uh, guess there so uh, and also like when their three stars are playing <laughs> they're gonna be like we can go into anyone's arena yeah. and, and win a couple of games yeah. and they might want that because then Kyrie could play in that game <laughs> which is the funny part of this whole thing so yeah, they're not, I wouldn't think they'd rush him back. No. Even I, if they're falling, slipping yeah. to five or six. Oh, yeah, or exactly. Like when you've yeah. you got Kevin Durant there, you just want him healthy, and then it doesn't really matter who you're matching up against. You're a tough uh, You're a tough out. So, But they've still got some issues there, of course, in the middle. Uh, they, they look thin. Nick Claxton's been out as well, so they, they've got that to address. But when you've got that offensive firepower of those three together, they're, they're a tough uh, matchup for anybody. Would you like lay money on them to win the title, no, though? No, no way. way. No, even when Durant comes back, uh, he, as good as he is, I still just think they've got a gaping hole yeah. there in the middle yeah. that they're trying to fill with an Aldridge and a Blake Griffin. And we've seen those guys this year a lot look very slow at times. Yeah. So, uh, no, I, I think the Bucks would still be my favorite from the East right now. Any thoughts here on the, the Nets, Kyrie's injury, Kyrie's comments, <laughs> them just floundering a little bit? Maybe it's a blessing in disguise that Kevin Durant's going to sit out a little bit here because there's been a lot of talk in the past month about the Nets playing Kevin Durant too many minutes when, you know, Kyrie hadn't come back to the team yet. Harden was out. They had a lot of COVID protocol issues as well. So he was playing, you know, 43 minutes with a bunch of role players and having the time of his life. But everybody's like, hey, man, you might get injured. Maybe we should slow down here. So maybe slowing down will be good in the long run. And maybe it gives uh, the Nets a little bit more motivation to go into games and give it their all. They're only four and eight in the month of January. And it usually seems to me that they're just kind of out of it, right? Like they just don't give the full effort. Like they obviously got up to play the Bulls on national TV and smacked them. So maybe a little bit more motivation here for James Harden to to keep things going, cement his all-star case and keep the team in the top half of the Eastern Conference. And then Kevin Durant will come back a little bit closer to the playoffs, get in rhythm and have had a little bit of a rest, you know, six weeks of rest. It could work out all right for the Nets, but I don't know. It doesn't feel like there's a favorite in the Eastern Conference right now because the Bucks are struggling as well with Drew Holiday out, and we still don't know what's going on with Brooke Lopez. Yep, it does feel open. Um, uh, I'll just, just jump, jump in for the the KD is the best player in the world momentum. This kind of slows that down, which oh. stinks. I think this is the longest stretch where we've all sort of said Kevin Durant is the best player in the world. I think in his 15-year career... There hasn't been a longer stretch. Really? Yeah. Since the last year's playoffs, even Giannis Antetokounmpo, who went up against him, uh, was saying and continues to say he's the best player in the world. Since then, I think unanimously across the board, people have said that. And I think everybody's comfortable saying that. I don't think there's been a longer stretch. Even though he was MVP in 2014, Braun was still looming over him. And now, you know, Braun is obviously playing great. But I think, yeah, universally, we can all say Kevin Durant is the best player in the world, and that's going to slow the momentum down uh, a little bit because it's bronze league until he's gone. But Kevin Durant can come back and grab it. But I, I think, yeah, that's that. This is this is the time where, we, even though he's one of the all-time greats, I think this is the longest stretch that we can say that. I think people would counter that maybe the playoff stretch there when he's on the Warriors and like obviously racking up Finals MVPs and mm. going even toe to toe with LeBron. Yep. That could be. Uh, but, you know, like, I guess I'm not convinced that this season he's, like, run away with that, you know, that title. Uh, for me, with for Giannis me. playing, with Jokic playing, with, you know, he, you know, even LeBron playing still the way he plays. Curry. I, yeah, it goes I, on and on. There's I, just so many guys. There. Yeah. But it was, it, I think it was more of a debate with LeBron even in those series. Yeah. <laughs> because LeBron didn't have the better team and yeah. KD did. And now, yeah, I think I think this is the biggest gap that, okay. he, that he's had. Uh, and he's... And he's been making increasing that gap until yeah this weekend really. Well, I, I think he's left the MVP restaurant though. Unfortunately, mm, Bron. Oh, no, KD. Kevin sorry, Durant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's gonna miss he's gonna miss thirteen to fifteen yeah. games uh, minimum probably. He's already missed six, so you're you're getting up to like a quarter of the season, mm. and 
you don't really have much of a chance, I don't think, to win MVP, right? No. But I, I also think for him, he won't. He, that's not what he's chasing no, right no. now. He, he he desperately wants a non-Warriors championship, yep. so he he wants to be healthy and as ready for that as he can be. Let's go to you next. Who do you have for a, a loser of the long NBA week? Uh, NBA referees, oh. because uh, look, the taunting every weekend. <laughs> yeah. The taunting after a dunk tech has gotten out of control. Uh, on Saturday night, it was uh, Phoenix and Detroit, and JD's actually got it here. It's Cade Cunningham, rookie Cade Cunningham, yep. with a beautiful baseline move here. Look at this spin. Almost a bit of a smitty there. Oh. Dunks it, and then just points to Jalen Smith there. That's all. That's all he did. Yeah, maybe he was pointing out Jalen Smith, like the smitty. Maybe this na- this move was named after you, smitty. <laughs> yeah. Now, look at that. That's a beautiful move. He might be pointing at his own bench, too. Uh, uh, I that's mean, what he says. I mean, yeah. like, Jalen Smith got caught. In the cross point, I think yeah. sort of. Yeah. I, I yeah. sort of think so. Anyway, that was his second tee. He yeah. got ejected yeah, for that. He got ejected. Now then, last night, Russell Westbrook's had a very rough season by his own standards. He's been lit up by Lakers fans in the NBA. Yeah, had a throwback dunk for the ages here last night on Rudy Gobert. Just oh punches God. it on Rudy. Now <laughs> he barely. Now that might be. But, but that was questionable. Yeah. But come on, like how are in a moment like that are you supposed to not feel some sort of visceral? Emotion, like he's not going up to Rudy in his face, no. like I'm going to punch him in the face now. He's flexing. <laughs> he's flexing. He's maybe saying something. Talk about like no, I mean, you know I'm, I'm making an anticlimactic moment, like oh, there's a dunk. I'm going to give you a tech foul for celebrating, for enjoying that moment, for expressing yourself. Like Westbrook, you know, again, he he has had this is. I think it's been the worst season of his career in terms of like the the uh, blame that he's getting, the production, just yeah. the way he's been he's playing. Cold as ice. And uh, and you know he's been getting into to it with people in the media and stuff like that. And he goes out there and throws it down. Let the man express himself. Like, <laughs> how, how can you honestly call a T for that? For him just like crushing it on Rudy. Oh my god! You know, think. and then just like. I mean, just roaring. I think it's ridiculous. Now, I'm going to say this. <laughs> so, yeah, not letting it go on, here. Come on, come this on. This one is kind of a guarantee. But, so for me, though, I agree okay. with you, but this one is like going to be a tech every Okay, time. so this is my this is my proposal to the league. All right, right let's okay, hear it. because they don't want people getting into fights over it. Right, that's why. You, that's what the technical I believe is there. It's, just, it's a it's a little thing called. You know, be sportsmanlike. Right, I but, guess. But again, come on, let let emotion take over and that's it. Sure. I would say make it a team tech, not an individual tech. So you still get a T, <laughs> the other team gets the free throw, right? Uh, okay. But then, because Cunningham should not be ejected right, for what he did. Right, because he's picking up his exactly. second here, yeah. Okay. Like, so make it a, an unsportsman. You know, if you hang on the rim, that T doesn't go to you. If you get called for a tee, that goes to True. the team. I only found that out. No, I can't remember right. what it was last year. Someone from the Wolves dunked, they got a tech, and it was like, it's not a personal yeah. tech, it's a team tech. We'll make this the same. Okay. Because it's just ridiculous to have Cade Cunningham yeah. ejected yeah. for a play. The game was you know, a blowout anyway. He's been good. And then Westbrook yesterday, I mean, I, I just thought it was absurd <laughs> to get a tech foul for that. Um, what, do you, what do you think about that idea? That's not a bad idea. In that instance, you know, you, you flex, you big dunk, you bark, you flex, whatever. I got uh, I, team I, tech. I, I'm looking at Ziggy's comment here in the stream yeah. team. It's people have flexed since the '80s. It's not new. <laughs> <laughs> Let it happen. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I I lift a 25 pound dumbbell and I flex. Russell Westbrook just dunked on the defensive player of the year, and it, the baseline cam seeing him come hunting that rim. Going after it and then getting Rudy Gobert, and, and that was yeah, you, even like that was therapeutic too. You could, oh, yeah, sure. right. <laughs> but it wasn't even a taunt. It was just a little bit of a home like puff the chest out. Yeah, I'm looking in the mirror, feeling great. Uh, that's it. I mean, it wasn't really. That's it. It really wasn't all that much. Uh, yeah, the the team tech. Sure, I I also don't know what team techs are for. Quite often, <laughs> I didn't I, even I'm, know they really existed until last year. But uh, you're uh, all being bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like tech, that. Team, yeah. team tech. Team Team rebound, sure, you can change that. Mm. Is that factual that flexing was invented in the 1980s? <laughs> I mean, Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco invented flexing, I believe, on uh, the Bash Brothers. Bash um, I actually think a team tech is perfect. It's very similar like to, like, you know, in the NFL, if you go overboard, they're giving your whole team a penalty. So, like, yeah, give the Jazz one free throw for Westbrook dunking all over Rudy Gobert, screaming in his face, 
and then chest bumping every other player who was out on the court. Because I oh, think yeah. he got a chest bump from every other Laker yeah, out yeah. there. So it's like, I don't know, 30 seconds of celebration? That's worth one point to me. Uh, absolutely. We do not want to take these sort of moments out of the game in any way where you have the, the guy just dunking on another guy for fear of him. Like, hang on, what if I react and then I get a T and I cost my team? Like, he, he's got to be able to do that. And uh, it, it was instant, too. The ref. Yeah, like, it was quick. Like, quick. Oh, man, come on. So, and, and LeBron coming over to him. This, uh, regardless of the tech, this was a good Lakers moment. LeBron, point guard of the team, coming over to the other guy, Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it was a it was a bonder right there. You don't see <laughs> LeBron get. Are you LeBron saying this could excited. be a TSN turning point oh, yeah. for the Lakers season? <laughs> this is a Tony Parker. This well, is a this, TP right here. It may have been for Frank Vogel because there was a report out from our Sam Amick here uh, in the Athletic today that he was nearly fired after their last loss. And he remains on the hot seat. So uh, that's a huge, wow. huge I actually rim. didn't even see that. Yeah, it only just came out, I think, maybe just before we just went on air. Just coming across the newswire, yeah, is it? So wow. uh, Frank Vogel would have loved it. So Vogel would have been like, I'll take that tag. Yeah, of course Save my job. Give me the tag. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, good one. I mean, another huge dunk, too, just to slip it in there because you're talking big dunks. Kyle Kuzma. Oh, yeah. Monster. Oh, yeah. Over Embiid. Those are some good highlights uh, this long NBA weekend. Of all the guys to not get a taunting tag, Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, you think so. Buddy. Yeah. The guy loves taunting. <laughs> yeah. It's a good point. Uh, Tash, take us home here. Who is your uh, loser of the long NBA weekend? Another dunk oh, okay. created mine. Scotty Barnes, huge dunk on the break for the Raps. Oh, yeah. A oh, beauty. Yeah. And uh, my loser of the weekend goes to Caleb Martin, who touched Barnes back yeah. on his mm-hmm. way up. Always, always dangerous. Don't always dangerous. touch Barnes. <laughs> Don't touch him. He's, we'll the, get Salino on you. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a... That's a <laughs> That's uh, upstate New York joke for you right there. Salino and Barnes, your injury lawyers. Uh, that's what That was probably one of the more enjoyable things driving through the South is seeing all the injury lawyer billboards. Yeah, we had some good names. Do you remember any? Oh, Morris Bart? Morris How many Bart. calls? One call, oh. y'all. I love those guys. He's got the name. Morris In a crash. Bart. Call John All those Nash. guys look the fucking same. I'm convinced they're one guy. In every state. Get oh. hit? Call Neil Flint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they love it. They're like, yeah, you've been in a crash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. Give me all that money. I love it. Um, you just put it into billboards. Oh, no. Morris Bart. That was one name <laughs> Trey had to add to his. <laughs> Great names. Yeah. Good names. Yeah. Because it, it's. What's what's his billboard going to say? I'm trying to think. Who? Morris Bart. Like, uh, one call. Oh, that was it. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, okay. Well, right. he had several. Right. Yeah. yeah. I want to get up on that billboard and put a comma after Morris because I'm sure it's <laughs> Bart Morris. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they Wait, just screwed up. you think his up. name is Bart Morris? Not Morris well, Bart. <laughs> yeah. Well, Morris is a last name. It's not a first name. Morris Bart. It's Bart Morris. Uh, but we also... Back we to usually Martin men, Caleb. Uh, no, no. <laughs> back to Barnes and Salido. No, usually, as you said, it, it's men, but we... We have also a Mama Justice. Oh, we did certain. see Mama Justice. Wow. That's, what, yeah. That's a Mama good one. Justice. Mama Justice. <laughs> Don't know what her name is. doesn't matter. Maybe uh, her name is Mama Justice. <laughs> she changed Justice it. Mama. <laughs> Justice Mama. Right. Totally. Anyways, don't touch Scotty, Caleb. It was, you know, you always see those things happen. And Scotty didn't overreact whatsoever. Three guys went into the crowd. Uh, Martin Barnes and Tyler Hero was there. And he, yeah, totally played it off. And he uh, he wasn't injured whatsoever. But it's very scary. Yeah. Just let him dunk the thing. Because Caleb was from behind. I had flashbacks of Clay Thompson, you know, getting hit from Danny Green in the finals, which is different because it is the finals and you kind of have it's to go play for, for it. The ball. Yes, yeah. yes. It's a ball, yes. It's tough. You, want, you don't want your defender to ever give up on the play. But as we've talked a million times so before, scary. the tiniest touch when a guy's airborne can – you know, and disastrous. They so went into sort of, yeah. press row there yeah. and, and into the crowd, and somebody could have easily been injured, any of those guys. <laughs> but obviously, Scotty Barnes, don't touch Scotty. Don't touch Scotty. Scotty too hotty. Okay, those are our winners and losers of, again, the long NBA weekend, you know, slash MLK Day there. Let's hear from you guys. I know you're dropping your suggestions in the stream team. Let us know in the YouTube comments. Tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. We're going to take one more break when we come back. Tweet of the night, pick them results, and a little bit more. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. 
Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Diti, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the Night, Lily. What do you got? You yeah, got a prop here. I have got a prop here, actually. Uh, the tweet comes in from Chris Herring, uh, Herring NBA. Yep. Because uh, this came in yesterday. Blood in the Garden, the flagrant history of the 90s New York Knicks is officially on sale tomorrow, which is today. If you don't pre-order, I'm finding you and committing a hard foul. <laughs> Now, I have been fortunate enough to have read this book already, and I can tell you it is awesome. It is so awesome. In fact, Chris is going to come on the show and talk about it with us uh, tomorrow. So uh, I really can't wait to uh, talk to him about it because if you're a 90s basketball fan, even if you're not a 90s basketball fan, you'll learn so much about just how impactful those Knicks teams were, especially at the start of the decade there with Pat Riley. And then when he moved on, I won't give it away too much, of course, but uh, (laughs) really enjoyable read. Uh, Lots of incredible stories and anecdotes in there. It's going to be a blast talking to Chris about it. Okay, so there you go. You've got, what, less than 24 hours to go get this book and read it before we talk to Chris Herring here on the podcast tomorrow morning. Yep. Very excited about that. Did you fly through that, Lee? I Uh, could just see you ripping through that. So so it was funny. Talk about flying through. I actually was reading it on the flight from uh, Atlanta to Toronto. I was so engrossed by it. (laughs) I didn't even realize the the plane landed and I'm still reading. And I was like, oh, my God, I haven't, like, raised my uh, the the tables in front of me and things like that. I know. I was like... Like, that's oh, not wow. on you. That's not on you. Well, yeah, I mean, the flight attendants did come through and sort of say, uh, but for some reason, <laughs> like, I, sorry, I'm reading. I reloaded it and uh, <laughs> and I was reading, and then I was like, oh man, I shouldn't do that. It's a a oh, felony. That's on you. But so many great stories there, like right. say about just how tough the Knicks were, how rough they were, and uh, how the league sort of maybe changed some of the rules because of their uh, roughhouse tactics. Sure, really good stuff. Uh, you know, just to really drive home why you should buy this book, I haven't read the entire thing yet, but within the first three or four pages, there is a story of Xavier McDaniels <laughs> walking around the locker room <laughs> fully erect with his towel hanging off his member, I believe I am, uh, you know, sort of paraphrasing his words here. Three pages in, yeah. a story like yeah. that. Yeah. So you know you're in uh, for a good book there and a good read. So uh, Yeah, I had Xavier McDaniel on Poppin' Packs. Didn't ask him about that. Oh. Hey, uh, Poppin' uh, Pants. <laughs> Poppin' Towels. <laughs> All right, Poppin so towels. Chris Herring, you're going to join us on tomorrow's podcast uh, to talk about his book, and we'll talk about the NBA with him and a whole lot more. Really looking forward to, what? to that. Excuse me. All right, pick them results. Was this Friday night's game? Mm-hmm. Okay, going way back in time here. 
it was the Raptors-Pistons game. Raptors were favored by seven and a half in Detroit. We sat here and said, ugh, big line, especially considering Dwayne Casey never loses, it feels like, to the Raptors. Didn't take my own advice. I shared that stat with everyone, you know, that fact, I guess. I still took Toronto, and so did Trey, and, well, they lost. They straight up lost, like we basically said they would. Good call by Taft, good call by Lee there to uh, take the Pistons and the cover there. So you guys are all tied at four and six in the month of January. I'm seven and three, so I'm a couple games clear, but uh, what's the big game tonight? Two games in the association That's it? tonight. Only two oh, Thank God we're talking games. to Chris Herring tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And uh, the New York Knicks hosting one of those games. A two and a half point dog against the Minnesota Timberwolves coming off a game where they allowed 38 to Miles Bridges. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Sad. We said <laughs> we, we were going to connect. Yeah. yeah. A bridge from the beginning of the show <laughs> to the end of the show. Miles dropped 38, which was great to watch. Anyways, the Knicks at home. So you guys don't have a lot of faith in the Knicks. I understand that. Watching them lose to the Charlotte Hornets at home on MLK Day. So the three of you rolling with the Wolves. As Trey said, uh, there's a lot of backwards things happening in the NBA right now. So I'm taking the Knicks. Okay. Okay. Lee, why are you going Minnesota? Uh, it's yeah. a tight one. Uh, the Wolves have been playing better. The Knicks have been better at home, actually, too, recently, apart from yesterday's game. Uh, just one thing about the Raptors. How do they then lose that game and go and beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee? I know. Well, they own the Bucks. <laughs> How does the Pistons the own Pistons the Raptors? The Pistons own the Raptors, the Raptors and the Raptors own the Bucks. So yeah, let's say the Raptors and the Pistons met in the playoffs. They would probably lose. But if the Raptors play the Bucks, they'd probably win. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. It's all topsy-turvy right now. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Uh, guys, got to call it there. We gotta get ready for Chris Herring tomorrow. Join us tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern live here on YouTube. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. You can tweet them in at nodunksinc. Grab yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks so they know that we sent you. And again, yeah, really looking forward to Chris Herring joining us on the show tomorrow. Only two games. Oh, we can really focus on these games tonight. Absolutely. It's good. It's good. Lock, you know, I mean, there was almost in. too many games on yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got football going on. Monday night football playoff game? What the hell did that, that start? I don't know. What about the fairness? <laughs> yeah, that's about? not fair. That's not fair. The team has to travel. Quick turnaround. Just Very like us quick. in Memphis. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right, guys. So we'll see you tomorrow live at 10 a.m. Eastern. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, I just realized I should love Just Egg a lot because it's made of beans. And I love beans and an egg. It? It's made of mung beans. Mung beans? We were yeah. talking about mung <laughs> beans. The number one ingredient. Wow. All right. Yeah. Brace your mung beans, people. <laughs> <laughs>